pressure has been on the San Francisco Giants ever since they were eliminated from playoff contention during the 2023 season, and it is only going to intensify over the next few weeks. Welcome into another edition of the Kerry Crowley Show, talking all things Giants baseball. And now that we're past Thanksgiving, now that winter meetings are just one week away, things are about to get very interesting. A number of free agents are already off the board, including two of my top 10 free agents available this offseason, Aaron Nola, who goes to the Phillies on the seven-year, $172.5 million deal, goes back home to Philadelphia, and then Sonny Gray, who earlier today signs a three-year, $75 million deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. If you ask me at the outset of the offseason who I thought was a more realistic option for the San Francisco Giants and if they would get either pitcher, well, the answer to that last question would be no. But I did think that Gray was a realistic possibility for the team if they struck out at the top of the market. What I mean by the top of the market, a number of very interesting free agent pitchers available this offseason. So Aaron Nola was one of them that you could conceivably say top of the market free agent starter signing for over $170 million. Durable. Is he a number one? There's questions about that, but there's no question that he is a true number two in Major League Baseball today. Someone who's capable of being an all-star year in, year out, and someone who is lauded for his durability, which of course is pivotal for any team in Major League Baseball in an era where pitching is hard to come by, where innings are hard to fill. You want someone like Aaron Nola on your team. And so for the Giants, this offseason becomes all the more difficult because two of the, I would say, top 10 free agents have already signed, which leaves you with limited opportunities and increasing competition. And so Earlier today, Ken Rosenthal, tremendous baseball reporter, covers the entire league for The Athletic. He put out something in his wind-up newsletter, and it was a look at the four teams most desperate or under the most pressure this offseason. And at the very top of the list, the New York Yankees. No surprise, things are always intense on the East Coast. Things are incredibly intense in the Bronx. But Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, feeling the pressure to improve. Number two on that list none other than the San Francisco Giants. And it is no secret that for a long time, the Giants have been searching for star power ever since they won their last World Series, which was the last playoff series the Giants won, the 2014 World Series against the Kansas City Royals. This franchise has been searching for more star power ever since Tim Linska, Matt Cain retired, Madison Bumgarner moved on. The Giants have needed more help. Buster Posey's retirement in 2021 opened the door for this team. Logan Webb has been the only person to step through that door and really solidify himself as a star. Now, those of us who follow the team closely think very highly of people like Camilo Doval, who I think has a case to be named the best closer in the game. But just having Logan Webb and Camilo Doval on your roster is not enough to build a playoff contender, which is why this offseason is so pivotal for a Giants team that is looking to contend and compete with the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks at the top of the National League West. At the very least, the Giants' goal next season should be to make the playoffs. What we've seen the last two years, Farhan Zaidi back at the general manager meetings in early November, deemed unacceptable, said it was not up to the standard of Giants baseball, and quite frankly, it was refreshing to hear that. It was refreshing to hear someone in Farhan's position acknowledge the fact that the Giants have failed in their goal to build off 
the 107-win season that they had in 2021. So at the end of this year, end of the 2023 season, after they're eliminated from playoff contention, as the second half collapse takes place, as the bats go quiet, as the offense looks anemic, they fire Gabe Kapler. They bring in a proven veteran manager in Bob Melvin, who has, throughout his career, done more with less. But the goal for the Giants should be to give Bob Melvin the keys to a car that can do more the keys to an engine that has a little bit more zip than what Gabe Kapler had for the last two seasons. And as I've said throughout the offseason on the Kerry Crowley Show, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, just changing the manager is not enough for the San Francisco Giants. You need to go out and you need to upgrade the roster and you need to add star power. And it's not just, hey, this star is fun to watch. It's, hey, This is a star for a reason, someone who produces every fifth day on the mound as a starting pitcher or someone who plays every single day as a position player at the top or in the middle of your batting order. And the Giants really could use both of those additions this offseason. It's why the top of the free agent market where the Giants are rumored to be shopping, and I fully expect them to be shopping, is so fascinating this offseason because at the very top of the market, you've got Shohei Otani who we know the Giants pursued back when he first came to the United States from Japan. It was his goal to play Major League Baseball. He sacrificed money at the time, signing with the Angels for, I believe it was the minimum at the time, because uh, of posting rules that would have prevented him from coming to the United States before that. And so he signs with the Angels in large part because he was going to sign with an American League team that could use him as both a designated hitter and a starting pitcher. And now, Fast forward, Otani has just had his second Tommy John surgery. There are questions about his long-term viability as a starting pitcher at the major league level because coming back from two Tommy John surgeries is tremendously difficult. However, if anyone can do it, I'm betting on Shohei Otani. So Otani goes into this offseason without any questions about his status as one of the premier players in Major League Baseball, largely because the bat is so good. And every member of the Giants organization, every member of this fan base wants Otani in the lineup on a day-in, day-out basis come 2024. So what will it take to make that happen? I would argue, and I've said this before, 14 years, maybe upward of $500 million. And if you can't do a 14-year deal, if Major League Baseball steps in, maybe you do a 13-year deal, but still, $500 million to me seems like the starting point for a Shohei Otani deal. Remember, the richest contract in Major League Baseball history belongs to Mike Trout, $426.5 million over 12 years with the Angels. To me, Otani, if you're looking at setting every single record, the average annual value record, the year's record, the total sum record, you're looking at a 14-year deal worth $572 million, where he's making more than $44 million a season, which eclipses the 43.3 that Max Scherzer is making on his current contract, which of course was traded from the Mets to the Texas Rangers. And so that's Otani at the top of the hitter market. But at the top of the pitching market, there's another really intriguing player, and that is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. We covered him before on this podcast, and we will cover him again after Aaron Nola signed for $172.5 million. Many people in the industry looked and said, Yamamoto is likely going to get upward of $200 million. He's rumored to have strong connections to the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Everyone appears to be in on Yamamoto, who's just 25 years old, and you can understand the intrigue. 
There's no qualifying offer attached to him as he comes over from Japan. He suppressed home runs at an elite level. He's got tremendous fastball control. Everything you read about Yoshinobu Yamamoto suggests that his success in Japan will easily translate to the United States. And because he's so young, because he's 25 years old, younger by far than the average free agent starting pitcher hitting the market, his services are going to be sought after in a major way. So you're looking at, in my opinion, a $200 to $300 million deal that could be upward of eight years, maybe 10 years when it's all said and done, depending on the bidding war for Yamamoto. And so to me, he is the premier pitcher still available, but there are other players who the Giants absolutely need to be interested in right now. And quite frankly, there's a reason the Giants are under pressure, and it's because they need to be looking at multiple stars. They can't just go in on one, as they've done in off-seasons of the past when they've struck out, whether it be a John Lester, a John Carlos Stanton, a Bryce Harper, a Shohei Otani. When the Giants have sought a free agent superstar or a player via trade like a John Carlos Stanton, either that player has not viewed them as an attractive destination or they have not bid enough money. And I do believe that they would have been willing to outbid the Yankees last year for Aaron Judge, if it came down to a true bidding war, but clearly Judge wanted to return to New York. He called up Hal Steinbrenner, got the deal done. And so the Giants, while useful for Aaron Judge, were not Aaron Judge's final destination. Hey, that's okay because they're at it again this offseason. While this fan base has been beaten down in free agency before, we've reached the point where I believe fans have put enough pressure on Giants ownership on the Giants front office to let them know that, look, they will not be showing up at Oracle Park next year unless the front office and the ownership group gives them a reason to show up. Fans across the country will be not be watching the Giants on TV unless they have compelling reasons to do so. And those reasons are star players. Yes, every fifth day, it is oh so enjoyable to see Logan Webb throw the ball. Second in Cy Young voting this year was just outstanding. There are other players who are really fun to watch on the San Francisco Giants. During the second half of the season, who thought we all would have been looking forward to Wilmer Flores at bats? Tyro Estrada, a solid second baseman, all-star caliber year for the San Francisco Giants. Willie Mack Award winner, beloved in the clubhouse, really enjoyed by fans. But that's not enough to get you to the playoffs. If the Giants are truly going to transform this roster this offseason, I think the heat is really about to ratchet up because, as I mentioned, we've already seen two players come off the board in Sonny Gray and Aaron Nola, who, to me, two of the top 10 free agents in Major League Baseball. And I've discussed a few of the others. You've looked at Yamamoto. You've looked at Otani. There's also Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young Award winner in San Diego with the Padres. Who did he pitch for last year? Bob Melvin. So there's the obvious tie to someone in the Giants organization right there. There's a Giants team that wants to spend money. There's a Padres team that is planning on cutting its payroll after the death of owner Peter Seidler. And of course, nothing but condolences to the Padres fan base, their ownership group, everything to do with that organization. Just so admirable the way that Peter Seidler went about spending in the final few seasons and trying to turn San Diego into a winner. Really, the model that all ownership groups should follow. San Diego had a great one, and you can only hope that the tradition continues for the Padres and their fans. But if you're the Giants, you're hoping that this year is an opportunity to take some talent away and get back to the top of the National League West. Find your way into the playoff race. And so Blake Snell has to be an option. If you're looking at other starting pitchers who are options for the Giants this offseason, Maybe Jordan Montgomery becomes a guy who flashes across the radar. Maybe an Eduardo Rodriguez who opted out of his deal in Detroit with the Tigers crosses the radar as an option. But I think that after a Yamamoto and after an Otani who 
wouldn't be able to even pitch in 2024. The options to improve through the starting rotation or in the starting rotation through free agency are relatively limited. The Cardinals have cornered the market on guys who will eat innings for you and Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. They also picked up Sonny Gray. They went out. Their shopping list is complete. Maybe they're in on Yamamoto. Maybe they're a trade partner for someone else. But right now, the Giants clearly have their work cut out if they want to add someone at the top end of their rotation alongside Logan Webb. But the rotation, again, isn't the only place the Giants should be looking to add. Of course, this is a lineup that was historically bad during the second half of the 2023 season. And that puts even more pressure on the front office, on the ownership group, to spend their way out of the hole. And so you've got options on the free agent market, albeit relatively limited, because at the top of the market, it's guys like Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman, who, while they have had great success in the major leagues at various points during their careers, they've got their flaws. Cody Bellinger has gone into deep, deep slumps during his career, especially at the end of his career with the Dodgers before he was ultimately non-tender. Matt Chapman has had incredibly hot months, both with the Oakland A's and with the Toronto Blue Jays, but he's also had months where he's gone ice cold with the bat, and it would suggest that J.D. Davis is actually the better option at third base for the Giants. But I have no doubt that they are looking into both of those options. I have no doubt that they're also looking further down the free agent market, whether it be at a higher Candelario who can play third base, at a Reese Hoskins, Northern California guy who can play first base. But the bottom line is, you think about all the different teams right now who are looking for big-time free agent additions, and it is the traditional players. It's the Dodgers, it's the Yankees, it's the Cubs, it's the Red Sox, it's the Giants. And you look at the number of players who really fit that bill on the free agent market right now, and you realize there aren't that many. There weren't that many to begin with. And two in Sonny Gray and Aaron Nola are already off the board. And so right after Thanksgiving, right before winter meetings, the Giants already find themselves in a position where If they want to upgrade, they may have to act quickly. And that is typically not the way this front office or this ownership group works. And now, I do say that knowing that a lot of the market could be held up by Shohei Otani. And a lot of people waiting to try and understand where Otani wants to go, what it would take to sign him. He's got this incredibly mysterious free agency that is so interesting in so many ways. Really an unprecedented free agency at the major league level. And let's just say the Giants are somehow able to land Otani it would be a successful offseason. You can add Otani and seven guys on one-year, $1.5 million minor league free agent deals, and I still think it's a successful offseason because of their historic inability to attract stars to San Francisco. And hey, it may take a few years for you to build a winner around Otani and Logan Webb, but you've at least got the main pieces in place to do so. And let me tell you, a lot of guys will want to come play with Shohei Otani, and I do believe the Giants would then be able to trade for players. And so The trade market is another way that the Giants could be looking for upgrades this offseason. To me, there's a few logical ways that trades make sense for the San Francisco Giants. We know that the Tampa Bay Rays are shopping Tyler Glass now. Those are the reports. The ace pitcher is on the market this winter, can be had. He's got one year left on his deal, $25 million, and you will have to give up, in all likelihood, a young, close to major league caliber starting pitcher in that trade. And so what do the Giants have to offer in that regard? Well, it gets pretty interesting because they've got Keaton Wynn. They've got Tristan Beck. They've got Mason Black. Kyle Harrison, I don't think I would do that deal unless the Rays are including other players in that deal. However, the Giants are a team theoretically match up 
with the Tampa Bay Rays in a theoretical, again, all theoretical, Tyler Glass now trade. Now, there are other ways the Giants can also improve this winter, and that comes through trades via position players. And so you look at who's available on the market this offseason. You look at the Chicago White Sox, and apparently no player is untouchable in Chicago. So you want to talk Eloy Jimenez, be my guest. You want to talk Andrew Vaughn, who might be a more attainable acquisition to come play first base and DH for you a little bit, Northern California guy. Again, be my guest. I also believe that the Reds infielder, Jonathan India, utility guy, is someone who could benefit from a trade to the San Francisco Giants. And what are the Reds looking for this offseason? Again, much like the Tampa Bay Rays, they could be interested in a young free agent start, excuse me, a young controllable starting pitcher, which is something that the Giants do have. And again, Tristan Beck, Mason Black, Keaton Wynn, these are all players who could theoretically attract the Reds in a potential deal for a Jonathan India. And why do I like India when the Giants already have someone who plays his position, second base, and Tyro Estrada, and they could sign someone in a Matt Chapman who would play his other position, third base? Well, India may not have the best glove in the infield, and he may not be a true fit at shortstop, but the Giants are about to turn over the shortstop position to an unproven talent in Marco Luciano. And this is someone who we've heard about for an incredibly long time. I think he signed with the Giants as a 16-year-old way back in 2016. They gave up a ton of their bonus pool to go out and get Marco Luciano, and he is on the border of having success at the Major League level. The Giants are about to turn over that job to him to replace Brandon Crawford. However, it is going to be a question mark until Luciano proves himself. And so you would like a veteran to be able to come in and play a little backup shortstop, spell Luciano if he needs a few days, spell him for 10 days if he needs to go back to AAA and work on a few things. But again, look at the free agent shortstops available. You look at the players able to play that position this winter, and you're probably not doing better than Luciano in free agency. And so acquiring someone like India, who could at the very least just go man the position and give you a positive impact with his bat, that's something I think the Giants ought to look into. But what is increasingly clear as more players agree to more deals, Jason Hayward signs with the Dodgers, Kent Baeda gets two for 24 from the Detroit Tigers and Scott Harris, is that in the coming days, options are going to become a little bit more limited. And as that happens, each time a player signs a contract, the pressure is going to continue increasing on Farhan Zaidi and the San Francisco Giants to make their move, to make their big move, and to get someone under contract in San Francisco who can ultimately help be a major building block as part of the future core of the San Francisco Giants as a leader in the clubhouse, as a leader in the lineup, a leader alongside Logan Webb in the Giants rotation. What this franchise needs is, is an infusion of energy, an infusion of star power, and it's out there, albeit in a limited quantity in free agency. However, Players who are available, I think a lot of people who are fans of the San Francisco Giants organization would tell you, if they get Otani, if they get Yamamoto, if they get a young Hu Lee from South Korea, if they get uh, you know Matt Chapman or Cody Bellinger, there will be people who will be buying jerseys again. There will be people who will be showing up to the ballpark again. And if they get two of the elite players in free agency, the Giants will be better positioned not only to sell tickets, not only to sell season tickets, but to do what is most important, and that is make a run at the postseason next year because the Giants missed out in 2022, missed out again in 2023, have talked about big-time organizational changes this offseason. But you can only rearrange so much when you're changing personnel in the front office, on the coaching staff, on the manager step of the dugout, 
What really matters is the players. And yes, do I think Bob Melvin's an upgrade? The answer is yes over Gabe Kapler. Do I think the coaching staff is an upgrade? I think that that is an open question, and we will see what Bob Melvin has assembled compared to what Gabe Kapler brought to San Francisco. But what cannot be overstated is the importance of bringing in star caliber talent to fortify the rotation, fortify the lineup, and return the Giants to a roster that people actually want to watch and return the Giants to a team that is capable of contending in the National League. So, Kerry Crowley's show is back in full swing. Had a little bit of a break in November, but we'll be back with more episodes of the K-Raj podcast where I talk with Roger Munter about the state of Giants baseball, state of the Major League Club, state of the farm system. We dive into all corners of Giants baseball, but I'll be doing a lot more of these solo episodes throughout the next few weeks as we learn more about the free agency of Shohei Otani, about the free agency of guys who the Giants are theoretically in the hunt for, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Matt Chapman, and the like. And every time a free agent comes off the board, remember, the pressure ramps up just a little bit on a Giants organization that has said for so long it needs a star. And now, going into this offseason, knew that it had no excuses after last year's Carlos Correa debacle. And now that the time has come where free agents are starting to sign, where deals are being talked about more seriously, there's no doubt the people inside the walls of 24 Willie Mays Plaza are feeling the heat. Quite frankly, after missing the playoffs and back-to-back seasons, that's the way it should be. So a lot more to come on the Kerry Crowley Show, whether you listen on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I thank you for listening, and it should be a really interesting next few weeks in Giants baseball. Thanks for listening.